And we are back with That's a Tough One, the podcast with me, one of your hosts, JD, and the lovely, my oh, lovely. Hey, y'all. It's Morgan. Nice to see you again, Morgan. It's good to see you as well. It's good. It's great. I am happy to see you, and I'm happy to dive back into these stories because it's, it's been a little while. Yeah, it really has. Yeah. But I'm happy to see you, and I'm happy to be Talking to our audience, our listeners, I know, sharing I, some more stories. I know they missed us. I know they missed us. I hope they missed us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You comfortable like that? I am comfortable. Like he was being weird. I was just trying to help. No, I'm all good. All right. We all good. I'm very relaxed on this Saturday afternoon. Yeah, man. We got our, we got our vodka cocktails. Most importantly, uh, I feel like spring has sprung. Man, spring has sprung. We were outside. It was warm. Yeah. Um, Shit. We were just we were just chilling, man. We were running some errands. Enjoying it's the sun. Pleasant yeah. day just to be outside. And I can't wait to spend another lovely season with you. Yeah, for sure. And I hope y'all, while you missed us, in the meantime, checked out some other podcasts on the Alternative Milk Network, including Alternative Milk Podcast. Mm -hmm. You know, new episodes weekly, a little bit more consistently, and that's a tough one. We working on it. We working on it. (laughs) We working on it. It's being worked. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, But yeah, it feels like it's been forever since our last episode we talked about you know just our thoughts about marriage and relationships Mm. we shared our stories and everything did you have any updates or corrections or anything from our last episode a couple weeks back um i guess i got a i think i got a few updates i had them down but i can only remember one okay um not really an update, just the, I guess it's just kind of an update to the Blind Flores um, versus the NFL. He's suing. Yeah, oh wow, yes, that was a little while back. Yeah, yeah that was a little while back, but um, he's gotten more coaches into the lo- to the lawsuit since the last time we spoke. And hopefully it's opening the eye to the practices of the NFL in terms, it really seems like it's a good old boys club of people. Now they're just hiring people's sons to the position, people's family members. It's like, I know there are other people qualified to coach outside of this little circle you have. Like, like, oh, he comes from a football family. Like, what does that mean? If somebody's good at doing nuclear science, I don't care that your father was a nuclear scientist. It's either you're good or you're not. And it's one of those things, hopefully this lawsuit brings a a bigger light onto it. Yeah, and I definitely think... It's not to take away from a person who maybe you do come from a football family and because you've grown up around those people and those types of jobs, you know those jobs really well and you can do them well. But that doesn't mean that other people shouldn't have the right to like learn those skills and do their job well. It's about giving people a chance. Mm-hmm. And if they can't do it well, then they can't do it well. But you can't turn it into a thing where if you don't have, you're not associated like you know, a player or a player's kid or a coach's kid or somebody, then you just don't ever have a chance of mm. making it big. So it's good to hear that they're they're cracking down on that, you know, before it becomes a problem. I, I know from what I've heard, it's also kind of becoming an issue in the NBA as well, where it's like, you know, players, kids and people who have enough money to provide their kids with like access to, to um the best training programs have a better chance to get in the NBA now than before, maybe like 20 or 30 years ago, when it was more of an even playing field where like anybody, you yeah. were good, you had a chance of making it to the NBA. But now the people who are good are really good because of basically access to the resources they yeah. have, you know? Yeah, for sure. And and just the, I got two quick minis, but this one is, is sticking in football, so I just want to say it real quick. Okay. Um, shout out, her name's Janice Pettyjohn. Um, she's the first woman hired full-time football position at Howard, um, university. Um, I think she's going to, yeah, she's going to be, she's going to serve as the assistant director of football operations and taking a role in the recruiting process as well. So I just wanted to, I just wanted to shout out her in the football realm, young black female doing things out there. So good job. Shout out to her. Yeah. Congratulations. Um, do, you, do you have any updates or anything? Any I don't have any updates. I do have a mini well, I to a mini. share. Uh, <laughs> I'll do my mini real quick and do oh, yours and okay. then you hop in, okay? Okay. All right. Well, let me do a sound surprise over there. He's over there shaking his shoulders. Go ahead. You keep them shoulders down. But 
And just another thing, a continued thing I like to talk about, the January 6th insurrection and people being prosecuted prosecuted for it. Uh, for, when the story came out, it's April 11th and the headline uh, from NBC News, former cop who stormed Capitol uh, pleads guilty to all six counts in second January 6th um, jury trial. Okay. So my man got locked up. He was a former cop. He was one of the, I think he said he was one of the first people in. His name was Thomas Robertson. And during his trial, uh, a man that he called his son, who was also an officer with the same department, testified against him. Because he knew what he did was wrong. Well, he, I guess he had to admit guilt. Like, he accepted a lesser plea so he wouldn't be in prison too long. Because okay. he has a small child. So mm-hmm. he's like, man, I got to tell you, bro. Because uh, I don't want to go to prison myself. I'm like, mm. He didn't believe in the cause. He did not believe in the cause. Thomas Robinson did, and Thomas Robinson's going to prison. Well, hey, he's mm-hmm. willing to go, go to jail for his beliefs, I guess. Hey, hey, go to, go to, put a felon for life. Felon for life. Mm. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of police stories today, but you, you go, you go okay. ahead. What's your minute? Well, I'm happy to hear that um, justice continues to be served. I know, like, a lot of these stories about the convictions and the updates on folks associated with January 6th, kind of, they're not, you know, it's dominating the news cycle and things anymore. So I'm happy to hear those updates mm-hmm. uh, as we're getting them. And I do think, you know, hey, when you commit treason against the United States, then you got to have your day in court and, you know, face the outcome of your actions and your choices. And I think it's always good to remember that people did die. Yes. So is you know, it's not as, Light is just doing something crazy, making a bad decision. But when it's life or death, then it's, it's a little bit more important than that. Mm-hmm. He's a former officer. And he cost the lives of officers on the scene and the officers who later on committed suicide based on the trauma they suffered on that day from fellow officers like him. Yeah, that's, that's supposed really to sad. that's supposed to be your buddy on the on the force. Okay. Yeah, that's really sad. That's the part that gets me every time. So I'm glad justice continues to be served and folks are get, moving through the justice system, seeing it in court. And, you know, it's just too bad. These things divide families as we see people are going to jail and relationships are severed. And that's really unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What, what what you got for us today in our short story? Um, So I have a story. It's a, it's a story and an update. Okay. These two things happen pretty quickly. So... The first story is, um, it's, it's going to be weird to even read this headline, but this story comes from WCCB Charlotte, mm. um, and it took place in Stanley County, North Carolina. Dog dumped a local shelter because owners say he's gay. <laughs> so, an absolutely adorable dog um, was left at a local dog shelter because his owners felt he was gay when they saw him uh, humping another male dog. So he's a, a pretty cute little, uh, they think he's four or five years old. And uh, the story went viral after the shelter asked some local rescuers to step up and take the dog, whose name is Fezco, um, for fostering until they could find him an adoption home. So not too much uh, information about the owners or anything like that. But I think the story pretty much just went viral because most people would never want to ever part with their dog, mm-hmm. you know, and he's an adorable pup. And so just to see that someone would <laughs> abandon a dog at a shelter because you think the dog is gay. You think the dog's sexuality is gay. That's that's wild. <laughs> And I'm not. I'm not laughing because I think it's funny. Like it's not funny what happens to the dog, and it's not funny to have that line of thinking. But it's just so ridiculous to get rid of. Like for most people I know, so we don't have any pets here. That's the Tough One Studios. But <laughs> I think most people that I know who do own pets consider them to be members, like equal members of the family, and would be yeah. devastated like if their dog ran away or something happened to it. So to hear that somebody like literally had a dog for four or five years and was willing to take that dog out of the home and give it away and never see it again because they thought the dog was gay. Abandon your animal <laughs> because for some reason you think the, the sexuality of it is gay. Like that, That's a wild thing to go through. It's because, it's because they hunt yeah. other dogs. 
Because he hump, they saw him humping a male dog. Even though, the, even though that's what dogs do, dogs hump each other all the time. Boy dogs hump boy dogs, girl dogs hump the girl dogs, girl dogs hump boy dogs. Dogs hump a lot of people, yes. places, things, other animals, animals, and even if he, even if the dog was gay, I, I just who cares? You know what I mean? Like it's such a, a dumb thing. But basically, that's what uh, folks agreed to when the story went viral on the news and. Um, they all agree this is a silly thing to do to to give a dog away. And so luckily, um, someone did adopt a dog and they said that they thought it would just be it would make sense for a gay dog to be adopted by a loving gay family. And so um, a man named Steve Nichols and his partner, John, who is Charlotte Natives, decided to um, take the dog and they decided just having their own personal experiences with bigotry and ignorance and felt that this was a time that they could actually be empowered to protect Fezco from the uh, the ignorance and the bullying that was happening to him as a result of what his owners assumed his sexuality to be. That's a wild thing, bro. <laughs> to, to assume your dog's sexuality because you saw him hump a boy dog. Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't know how it affects... I don't, I don't know how it affects the family. Like I don't yeah. like what what have how do you feel that it humped the like, you just got you you got rid of it and so this is while this is kind of like I feel a lot of sympathy for Fezco just because I could imagine as a dog going from one home to the to just a, like a shelter basically to another home would be really shocking and traumatic and hard. They actually said that he had heartworms and mm. he was not being well taken care of. So in addition to being homophobic, these people were also neglecting their pet and their responsibility to take care of this pet. So it also kind of ended up being probably a good thing for Fesco because he's in an environment where he's actually being loved and he's getting the proper medical attention. Yeah, that's pro- that's probably for the best. That uh, I don't know why they did my gay dog like that, man. That's that that it, that's just a, it, the bigotry in you is so so foundationally in you that you saw a dog <laughs> yeah. uh, playing with another dog. You were like, oh, he's gay. I can't have him influencing me because I I know I would want to have sex with a man if I saw a dog do it. It, yeah, I don't know what the logic behind it is, but Dr. William Presley, who um, uh, is the owner of Presley Animal Hospital, explained the humping behaviors as not an indication of sexual orientation, but um, as a dominance or a play behavior. So mm. whether Fesco is attracted to male dogs or he was playing or is an active dominance, yeah, I just don't think it. I don't. I don't understand. Now, if they were just looking for a reason to get rid of the dog because they already weren't taking care of him, that's still pretty crappy. But I'm happy to know that Fesco got a better home, a more loving home, and I'm glad that we all could, could like collectively shame the idea of getting rid of a pet because of the pet's sexual orientation. And I also hope that we can continue to shed light on just why it's dumb to disown anybody because of their sexual orientation or their gender identity. We shouldn't just throw people or pets or other living beings away because they are different than what we think they should be. Mm. So good for Fesco. And yeah. I hope those people don't ever get another pet. Yeah, they don't they don't deserve <laughs> one and I'm happy he's yeah. in a better home with people that actually want to take care of him for Yeah, for health. sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. Well, do you have any other minis today? Um, I do not, do you? I do have another mini. And I'm, I don't know if you may have heard about this story. Um, so this comes from WSOC-TV. Mm. And it's a story out of Michigan where um, some kindergarten parents are pretty upset when their students uh, in, a, in one classroom all got tipsy off some pre-mixed margarita drink that mm. one student brought to school. Did you hear about this story? I did see a TikTok about that one. <laughs> Yeah, so somehow um, in Michigan, uh, a whole bunch of kindergartners had their own happy hour when one student bought a ready-to-drink bottle of Jose Cuervo margarita mix to school. (laughs) And so a bunch of students took uh, sips of the mixed drink and found themselves, you know, just thinking they were having a little juice during snack time. Mm -hmm. And it had alcohol in it. Now, I don't know how... The teachers let this what one child passed out juice to other kids. I mean, you know, you at lunch, you at the lunch table or something, and 
you got your bottle and they just think, oh, you got some high C. You know, I ain't paying attention. I don't got time. I, I'm on our lunch break too. So it's interesting to me because when I worked a many years ago and I was working in nonprofits and I worked in a child care facility, parents and, and the caregivers were so strict about who got what drink because certain people wanted their kids to have soy milk. Some mm. people wanted almond milk. So the teachers were like hyper vigilant about making sure everyone got what they were supposed to be getting, you know? And so it's really interesting to me that this classroom, something has happened in this class where somebody's able to pass out juice or pour juice in kids' cups and they're not paying attention to it. Yeah. Because kids just, even if it wasn't alcohol, kids have a lot of allergies these days. So teachers and teachers' assistants and classroom aides, they tend to be really hypervigilant about that. But I also know the state of classrooms right now is a hot mess. <laughs> and it's when you have 30 or 40 kids, you know, combined lunchrooms and stuff like that. I can see how these things can happen. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah. a parent, I know it's upsetting. But unfortunately, you know, it slid by. Yeah, it slid by. <laughs> it's not anybody's fault. You know what I'm saying? The kid snuck alcohol. Who doesn't have alcohol out in their house? Like, I don't want it to happen. Like, it's not like he had um, black tar heroin out in their house and he snuck that to school. Then we got something to talk about. But uh, people have alcohol. Like, I probably wouldn't lock up my alcohol if we had a small child. Yeah. And, of course, like, folks were kind of... I understand. I'm not a parent. But I can imagine the worry about hearing that your kid came home from school drunk. But they were like, (laughs) well, these drinks shouldn't be kid... They shouldn't be appealing to kids. They shouldn't be kid-friendly. Like... Well, I mean, I'm, I don't know. I don't think we should make like strawberry margaritas in ugly colors so kids aren't interested in drinking them. I think it's more so kids see their parents doing stuff. Yes. And they want to do what the parents do. And it's just like, you know, little kids, like they want a cocktail. So you give them some grape juice. So you give them a Shirley Temple. I think it's just they want to be like grown ups. Boy, I thought my Shirley Temple had alcohol in it. What you telling me, man? <laughs> It never had. It oh, never had no alcohol. So they were playing with me. They said I was getting loose. It, you were not getting loose. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, I, it's a, a funny story too because I think like for people who uh, maybe live in like in the south parts of the United States or they live in more conservative states, it's it's harder to get pre-mixed alcoholic beverages or you know you may have to like seek them out at a specific liquor store but in the midwest like in michigan you can go to jewel you can go to any grocery store and you can buy hard alcohol in the store so you can get beer wine you can get crown you can get belvedere whatever you want Mm -hmm. and so it's probably like a lot easier for people to access to and a little bit more normalized so Kids may not think of it as like a separate thing. You know, you don't have to mix it. It's already, you know, at the grocery store. Mom threw it in the cart mm. and I'm going to throw it in my backpack. You know? <laughs> so. Like it's blue. I like blue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I hope they don't use incidents like this to try to put more restrictions on alcohol. Because I feel like that's not ever going to solve the problem. I.e. prohibition. <laughs> like you're not going to stop people from drinking. You just want to make it so... Maybe parents are a little bit more like, oh, a whole bottle of margarita is gone. Where did it go? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm going to know. Especially look, look my child try to take the good stuff. I'll be like, oh, I can feel it being moved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. I feel like the solution here is maybe lock your liquor cabinet. Maybe check the kid's backpack before they go to school. Because mm-hmm. kids, I saw a TikTok where this little boy, what was a teacher and a teacher's aunt. And they were like, oh, my God, it's something by the co-rec moving. And they went through all the backpacks. They were like poking them. And then finally they found one that was moving. And it was a little boy. He had a whole tortoise in his, <laughs> his backpack. Oh, my gosh. Kids will bring anything to school. Yeah, they'd be like, I thought everybody wanted to meet him. Just in the backpack suffocating. It was turned <laughs> over. It couldn't move. They didn't know. He didn't know. <laughs> he was like, everybody want, everybody want to meet my tortoise, Franklin. Mm-hmm. But they left Franklin in the backpack all day. I'm not Franklin liking it, though. <laughs> right. So, it's breathable material. It happens. These things do happen. Oh man! Well, I guess I get to sad, depressing stories now. No, okay, I'm ready. To I'm ready to say <laughs> this was not really sad and depressing. It's not, but it, it's kind of wild. I don't know if you heard of this story. Um, oh, what happened tomorrow? Oh, I'm playing a whole ad on my phone. I'm trying uh. to get to the store. Everything's going wrong. Okay, I'm back. Uh, this is from April twenty twenty first. Uh, the it's from the Baltimore Sun. The headline. 
Fired Baltimore police employee disputes background check claims and speaks out about homicide investigation. Ooh. Yes. Um, this this man was working in the financial department of the Baltimore Police Department. He was only there for, I think, the beginning of April. He was recently, his first day was April 11th. Okay. And he got fired a couple days ago um, because a detective saw him in there and they said, hey, that man is a person of interest in a homicide investigation. Oh, wow. Yes. Uh, but it's a lot more to the story, kind of, mm-hmm. because the individual who was the person of interest, the person who was killed was his stepfather. Mm. And he's, of course, he's claiming his innocence. He's yeah. like, okay. uh, I never had any ill will against him. He treated my mother right. Why would I kill my stepfather? Right. As right. of now, he hasn't been arrested for that crime. Yeah, I and, agree. I would say that's a tough one. It's a pro stepdad podcast. We are a pro stepdad mm-hmm. podcast. Mm-hmm. All stepdads all the time. <laughs> most, 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 most of them. Some most of them. Because <laughs> I, 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 I don't know about him. But we 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 uh, we we one for one in this, in this podcast for some days. We were one for one. We are pro good stepdads. Good stepdads, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just thought that was a wild story. So he um, and it goes back. Uh, I think in February they had actually did a raid on his apartment, and oh, the, wow. the police like they handcuffed him. They're looking through trying to find records and stuff cause due to this homicide that happened in 2020. And he's like, wow. Oh, Hey man, it's all good. I didn't do that. And he said the thing about my, he always treated my mom well. Yeah. Um and it, I, I actually applied for a job in your police department, so I don't know why this is even mm-hmm. coming up cuz I'm finna I'm finna be working there that and he was. Sense. He got the job and he was the third person in charge of the financial department. Wow. Yeah. I just think that's wild like to go from um y'all y'all think I'm a person of interest to me getting hired by your department mm-hmm. and it's like now i'm working i'm working inside like y'all think i may have killed somebody which i didn't which we don't know nobody knows that he's saying hey i didn't yeah. i did not do it okay so what's what's been the outcome since he was fired what's been hap- what's happened since then? it only it only just happened he, okay. he just recently got fired and he's disputing it so there could be a potential lawsuit and they're also saying because he shouldn't have been hired because he had a previous felony for a handgun possession charge in 2018. Mm. But that was taken off his record recently. Okay, that's fair. Yes, it was taken off his record. He actually has his handgun permit um, license back. Okay. So he has well, a handgun. I mean, and they're like, well, he shouldn't have been hired because he had a felony. But like, it wouldn't come up on a search. because it was, it was actually expunged from his record somehow. Okay, well then he doesn't have a felony. He doesn't have a felony. That's what he's saying. Like they actually handcuffed him in front of everybody while he was at work. Now I will say, so a person, even though, so he has an expunged record, but he did have a felony arrest and conviction in the past. He did. He was a suspect in a murder investigation. Maybe he was not the right person to be hired for that job. Like I can understand why a, a person who's a recent murder suspect maybe shouldn't be given a high up job in the police department i know he was like kind of already in the interview process at that point but once you let him in and he's doing a job oh well he's in now Mm -hmm. and i guess that goes to what records are available to people doing the background check because you can say yeah he's an interest in a homicide investigation but if that's a a personal record contained within the homicide unit what access does like somebody from the HR have to that? If I run a background check or if I type in his name to try to get his information, yeah, that's not going to pop up. Yeah, I I feel like it's interesting what type of stuff pop, tends to pop up and people get job offers rescinded for. Because I know it's stuff like they will rescind your offer over a DUI. They'll rescind it over like a you know shoplifting or if you if they find out you stole from your previous company they'll rescind it over things anything to do with like child abuse or domestic violence which all those things make sense or whatever but then you miss something like this you know (laughs) but i mean it's one of those things like he had it it was it was just a gun possession charge i'm not sure of the full extent of what happened in it yeah but like maybe he had a handgun he didn't have a permit and you know what it's off his record he served his time he did his probation yeah that's kind of why it I feel like when people when stuff comes up on folks' background check, 
you should give them an opportunity to like maybe write a you know write a paragraph explaining what happened or what the context was around the situation rather than just saying oh well you can't get this job because you had now obviously you had a conviction for like you know something touching kids or something that that's not no context but no lucky up flat um but you know i don't know i think people should be allowed to make mistakes in their past and they should be allowed to have an opportunity to still work and contribute to society and, and earn a living and people do mature and they grow up mm-hmm. or they change or whatever so i don't really like the idea of like oh you did something a long time ago but you shouldn't have a job now because of it like the the prior their prior charge i don't necessarily think that should keep them from getting a job now the more recent murder in Vegas investigation i get that uh, I get that. I mean, it's one of those things. Like, maybe shouldn't should he have been hired by the police department if y'all think he may have had something to do with a murder? No, but should he ever get a job? Because now this article is always going to pop up, and he hasn't been charged with a crime. Yeah, that's true. I mean, unfortunately, it happens. People are accused of crimes they don't commit, and their names are out there. I mean, I think it's just like on the news when people get arrested and their mugshot is shown, they never go back and say, "Oh, you know, this person." was not convicted or they were questioned and released so they didn't do it like i personally know a person who was accused of committing a crime arrested they their mugshot was on the news and it turned out they didn't do it mm-hmm. and it was an accusation of an inappropriate behavior with a minor but the news ain't gonna put your picture back up there and say oh this person is innocent yeah ain't no retractions and yeah. hey should we try to solve solve this and uh, correct this yeah, mistake like it's you know. really unfortunate mm-hmm. it's so unfortunate that happens to people and it's unfair i do hope that maybe he can get another job yeah that's the thing because i mean he was he was qualified enough to get the third most senior position in the financial department of the yeah, police department so yeah. it's not like he he wasn't qualified for it yeah definitely he sounded like he was doing a good job but he just i don't know i, I do feel like they should have a list of like who at least be able to cross-reference oh this person shouldn't be offered a job they're under <laughs> they're a suspect <laughs> on an open case maybe they shouldn't be able to uh, get a job offer they at that department at least. Yeah, and maybe, and maybe that's something they, they they should consider. Like, all right, guys, let's make a data a quick database, and it's just it's people we can we can put on and we can take off. And if it's somebody like you cross the name, and it's like John Smith is wanted in a shoplifting investigation, but then you ask, you're like, okay, it's saying he is, and you call the assigned detective or email that detective and they're like oh no we cleared that case it wasn't him and it's like okay i know it wasn't him or they email you and say Mm -hmm. it's still an open investigation and that person is still considered a person of interest or they're not considered a person of interest yep at that point and that can Mm -hmm. be your deciding factor on if that person gets gets that job Mm -hmm. make it easier sometimes the simplest things is the easiest thing yeah who knows i I don't know i guess i don't really have a strong feeling one way or another in this case because it could turn out that he did kill us people can make crimes and people in law enforcement could make crimes all the time so i guess we'll have to just sit back and wait for an update on this one as we talk about law enforcement we have uh, um the batman playing in the background and the scene with all the police trying to take off his mask so it was kind of kind of ironic to me (laughs) <laughs> they're trying to unmask him is he a criminal up, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. well what, what do you have for us next i also have a uh story related to the criminal justice system no i am so curious to hear you and the audience's thoughts about this because i will say when i first heard about this story and i've been trying to read all week about this story and what the hell is happening um, and I don't really like to share things like scare people or make people concerned, but I do like this is something that more people need to know about, especially as we get into the summer months and folks are doing more traveling or, um, you know, just going on about their daily lives. Mm-hmm. Um, so this story is one of many, but the one I'm kind of <laughs> pulling from is from Yahoo, um, via USA Today. And the title is, if you've rented a car from Hertz, there could be a warrant out for your arrest. And so let me start by just sharing the experience of one woman. Um, Her name is Paula Murray. Um, She got a job at a police state, a state police station in January of 2021 as a dispatcher. And she went in to go do her background check, um, filled out the paperwork. 
brought her grandkids to see her kind of like, you know, going in to get all her stuff finalized and mm-hmm. see Granny go start the job. And instead, she was handcuffed and arrested. Ooh. Found out that she had a warrant out for her arrest. And so this was 2021 when this happened for a theft of a vehicle from Hertz rental car company <laughs> dating back to 2016. So she had rented a car in 2016 and basically Hertz put out, put out uh, whatever for a stolen vehicle. Her warrant was issued in her name. She had no clue and spent the next three months dealing with not only the rescinded job offer, but the legal concerns before they finally, Hertz finally dismissed the charges in March uh, of this of last year on the, the 30th. So she's one of 230 people suing Hertz for false arrest and prosecution for reported, uh, falsely reported car thefts. There have been 3,300 police reports uh, each year mm. from Hertz for stolen vehicles. They have charged over 23,000 people with stealing cars. To the the fact that we're talking about tens of thousands of people who have spent so far that we know of a total of almost 3,000 days in jail and 3,600 months of prosecution. Some people even took plea deals just to make the whole legal ordeal stop. Now, how, now how late did she turn the car in? So basically, oh, basically, which is like you saying, no, this is what's happening. Because this is what I was confused about. I'm like, how are people getting into situations? Because I've written it from Hertz before and I've dropped it off and I haven't, I know I don't have any warrants up for my arrest. Basically, what's happening with these people is that it is cases where people have complicated returns. So like you said, they have vehicles that are out past the original rental date. People who maybe like they rented cars from Hertz. And maybe they called and say, hey, I'm returning this car. It has a flat tire, it has engine trouble or whatever. They decided to keep the car for some reason. Or there was some type of like, they were trying to extend the rental. They maybe drove in or called Hertz. And some type of computer glitch happened. They never really kind of like got everything sorted out and completed. And they like left a lot with the car or something like that. Mm -hmm. But they all the point is, is that all these people return the car. But what happened in the middle of all of it was Hertz filed a missing person's, I mean, a a stolen car report. So apparently what their policy is as a company is rather than do like an internal investigation with that site, if they have a car that, oh, why, why is this car not where it's supposed to be? Maybe it got a flat tire, so it was like being returned, or they returned it to another lot because they couldn't, you know, was having engine trouble, or they they communed with the driver. They had the car three weeks over it when it was supposed to be returned, but it got back. They just automatically filed police reports. Yeah. And so you could have a warrant out. If you had any type of complication with your Hertz rental, you could have a warrant out for your arrest right now. And most people, I know, like, were nice to rent cars a little bit more frequently. Um, a few years back, I would probably keep that paperwork for like a year and then I would throw it away. Mm-hmm. So at a certain point, you don't have any documentation to prove that you returned that car. Yeah, yeah, you can't. There's there's nothing to say you did or you didn't at that point. Yeah, or you are at like a random, like you just get pulled over for speeding or like this woman, she walked into the police station to do a background check. You don't have the, the documentation from your car until five years ago on you. No, no, no. That, that'd be ridiculous to even consider keeping. Like, it's like, right. you know, I turned in the car and um, I, I, I hope I'm not cutting you off. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, This is exactly back when I was in law enforcement. I mostly dealt with enterprise, mostly just due to the area. There were... Um, um, the, the areas I worked, there were mm-hmm. big enterprise locations there. And uh, I remember one time a guy got really mad that worked there because he's like, well, I know the person's name who hasn't turned in the car. Uh, well, this is a U-Haul. He's like, I know the person's name who turned turn in the car. Um, well, are you going to put out a warrant for their arrest? Are you going to get them? And we're like, no, no, yeah. we're not going to do that. Uh, I'm not going to report it stolen. Like, you, you, gotta, you have to speak with our detective. Um, I actually, I, I did report it stolen, but we were going to take a warrant out for anybody's arrest because mm-hmm. you got to speak to the detective to figure, to figure out what's really going on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Cause I, 
it, it seems real easy. Like, oh, they haven't turned in the car. But, like, there could be a ton of reasons. Maybe they turned it in at the wrong location. Yeah. Maybe you had a computer glitch. Like, have mm-hmm. we tried it contacting them? Which happens, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and, that's, and that's why uh, we were always, we would report the car stolen. But you would always have to speak to a detective before we even consider before they even consider taking a warrant out. Because it can be as mm-hmm. easy as I had called them. I had called customer service and they were supposed to put it in the system. Right. And just because it, just because it, that person in customer service didn't update it does not mean I stole the car. Exactly. Yeah, you, you charge me. Charge me the money it costs for the car. Every day I have it over, you charge me how much it is. Now, if I, I turn the car in three weeks and I try to turn it in and I got a charge for $12,000 on my yep. account, yep. that's $12,000. Hey, I owe the money to you now. Yep. I think the thing is, is that when you, anytime you start to have a complicated rental and it seems like there's poor communication or there's rushing that happens, then Hertz, the problem is Hertz's policy of as soon as we can't figure out what's going on with the car, report is stolen. Mm-hmm. Report is stolen, report is stolen. The other piece of it that makes things complicated is the fact that Hertz filed for bankruptcy last year because they were actually prior to the pandemic on the verge of folding. Yeah. And so a lot of these things, they are, um, a lot of these cases, Hertz number one is unapologetic for. They have no intentions of, of changing their policy. They are still arresting people to this day, to this year, for based on this policy. And they don't want to pay any restitution to people who file complaints against them that are not tied into their bankruptcy hearings. Mm. And so obviously there's some legal reason outside of my scope of intelligence why they're doing that. But I think the biggest issue that I have is the fact that Hertz is not interested in changing their policy and they're not apologetic. And they just feel like, well, this person did something funny with their return. So in our minds, they sold the car. And so um, two U.S. senators, Senator Blumenthal and Senator Elizabeth Warren, are actually on the um, Senate's Consumer Protection Subcommittee are writing uh, to suggest an investigation into Hertz. Mm -hmm. Because the other piece of this is that right now, as we all know, if you try to rent a car in the last year, since Connaissance travel picked back up, it's super expensive. Yes. And and at one point, it was really difficult to even just find a rental car to the point where people were renting Hugh Halls. So they have a Hertz enterprise and i can't remember what the third company is but they're they make up a lion's share of the rentals in the united states um oh enterprise enterprise yep and then there they fall like i think national and alamo fall under them Mm. hertz has dollar and thrifty so basically it's three companies that are monopoly in the united states in terms of car rentals and so they have a lot of really messed up um practices in terms of charging you so not only if they put out a warrant for you, but they can charge you. I saw where one man was charged an early return fee to <laughs> Hertz. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. You just charged me for the day. You know, like I return cars early and they just charge you like, oh, well, you know, we can't take a discount on the full day. You just pay like you would have turned it in at their regular time. Now they're charging you an early return fee. So they can kind of just do whatever they want to do. Yeah, that's uh, see, and that's always happens. Y'all try to get a, a little ridiculous with it, and now not a federal now politicians are getting involved. Yeah, see if you hey we got a monop- hey we got a good thing going. Everybody hey, we can up the charge a little bit, but it's not too yeah. crazy. You start charging early return fees, and now you got people having to call out hurts. That's when it gets ridiculous. Yeah, because like the the person I saw who posted their bill. They had a whole bunch of arbitrary random fees. They went from a bill of $400 for a rental to $700, almost $800 for their rental. And so now, like you said, the government has to step in because you can't throw innocent Americans in jail over misunderstandings. You can't charge people for whatever you want to charge them after they have agreed to pay a certain price. Mm -hmm. And I agree with that. And I do think it's really scary that you could go to Hertz. Maybe even call and say, hey, I want to keep this rental in an extra couple days. Or you you get into a car accident and you, or you hit a pothole or whatever and you have some complications with your rental. And then years later, you get arrested. And there, there was one guy who he rented a car because he had been in a car accident from Hertz. And the car, um, one car had some trouble. So he exchanged the car for another one. 
And then he hit a pothole and got a flat tire in that car. And he was going to, he took it to Hertz, but it was taking a long time um, to do an exchange. And so he said, well, forget it. I'll just keep it and fix the tire. And when he drove the car off the lot, they reported the car stolen. And so he found out and was like, hey, the car is not stolen. I have the car. I can, I'm happy to return it. And they were like, no, you, there's a warrant out. You stole the car. And so this man had to wait either for the police to come arrest him or he had to go turn himself in. That's, that's, and that's a wild thing. It's a wild thing. It's, it's cases like that. And a personal case I had, which not, not that I'm thinking, hers probably would have handled it completely different. Uh, I was actually, when I was in law enforcement, I, I, I was taking a report because a lady had rented the car from Enterprise. And when she went to turn the car in, um, there were just, and this was during the height of the pandemic, and there were just two people outside, like, washing cars, and the guy asked, like, hey, she's like, hey, where do I turn the car in? And she's like, oh, just leave your car, your key in the car, and we'll come up and get it. Mm-hmm. So she's like, okay, that's, she thought that was weird, because previously, when she rented the car from there, they're like, you're going to need, if nobody's here, or you see somebody just uh, just drop your key off in the front, and when you come here, there shouldn't be you know, anybody here mm-hmm. when you turn it in. Uh, but she got there, and of course, there were two people in um, the colored shirts they have outside right, washing. Right. Yeah. So she left, but she just thought it was so weird and strange. And when she calls them, they're like, they're like, um, yeah, there's nobody supposed to be there. And when she got back, the car was gone. Right. Those guys didn't work there. They just stole the car. Yeah. <laughs> they just stole the car. Hey, that's not. <laughs> That's not on you to charge the consumer and you know what I mean? Like these car yeah. companies, they have insurance for a reason. They they have they get that money back. Let's say you did steal a car. They're gonna get that money back. They're yeah. fine. They were gonna sell that car in ten thousand more miles anyway. It's really not that big of a deal. But you can't put thousands of people into the criminal justice system and cost them their lives because you wanna you have a policy to just instantly charge you know, stolen, 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 stolen. Yeah, because one, cause one of that lady didn't think it was weird and she just walks away. Do you put out a warrant for her arrest? Yes, if it was her state would have. Yeah, her would have put a warrant. To jail. It would have been a regular, regular traffic stop or she would have did a background check or something like that, went to the police station to do her fingerprints and she would have been in jail. Mm-hmm. And it's and with little to no way to prove it and hurts not wanting to admit any wrongdoing and not wanting to make any restitution. So I think... As scary as the story is, I would say that if you can, number one, avoid renting any cars under Hertz. That's the first thing. But the second thing I would say is rent to an airport because airports have cameras to show you drop the car off. Mm-hmm. You can get that paperwork. You got them people scanning that stuff in. You know, you putting the keys in the hand of an employee. You know, you, you pulling the car into that long line in the parking garage. You can prove where you were and what you were doing, number one. And then number two is, unfortunately, if you realize that you need to keep the car beyond the um, the time, probably talk to corporate, call them, get the person's name and, the mem- and you know, the employee ID. Take it in there and make sure all the paperwork is complete. Yeah, have, make sure the email is sent to you. Yes, confirmation emails, all those types of things. It's unfortunate, but it's what you have to do because we are talking about cars. So we're talking about things that are thousands of dollars. So even though it might cost you $30 a day to rent this, now you're talking about thousands in legal fees, you know, jail time, all these things. So, you know, Cross your T's and dot your I's with these companies because they do not care. No, Hearst is not. They don't. They, they do not care that they inconvenience you. Oh, you ended up. That lady ended up losing her job. Um yep. And actually, now I, you're not gonna get that job off her back. No, know? no, no. You got a record that you got. You're trying to get expunged and all this, and you still got the arrest. You have to get expunged, and that's costing you money. Yeah. And now you got to do a loss. Like you said, they're doing that lawsuit against Hertz. And it's funny because I pretty much had the same story. For hurts for my next story. Did you? Yeah. Oh, sorry. I'm <laughs> no, sorry. it's not sorry. Uh, but since you covered it, just in my in the story I have from um, it talk one of, one of the people it talks about is somebody who was also affected. Um, That's so we never have the same story. <laughs> I have so See, sorry. we honor, we we do not share our stories yeah. for the most part. So we try to like uh, the whole we lead up. We're like, mm, I'm gonna get them with this one, and you got me with that one. You got me with that one. <laughs> oh my bad. <laughs> 
There's no bags. Um, but this man, his name was Charles Doucette. He was a healthcare consultant. And he, he was leaving a cruise ship and he was arrested. Oh, no. Because of Hertz rental car saying he stole a car. Let me tell y'all something. <laughs> As somebody who used to work for a cruise line. I know you think he's doing something slick getting on that cruise ship, but what you don't know, especially if you cruise out of Port of Miami, if you have anything fishy with your visa or your passport, they're going to catch you. If you have anything fishy on your background, your record, if you have any warrants, when you come back, they'll be waiting for you because I've seen it happen more times than once. Mm -hmm. Don't go on a cruise if you have... If you don't know, if you don't have any warrants for sure, like that man, I'm sure he probably didn't think he had any. No, no, They no. won't be waiting for you when you get back to port. And it's basically the same thing what you said, though. He rented a car for business in 2020 and extended the rental several times. Um, but last March, I'm assuming in 2021, Arizona police stopped him and told him Hertz filed a police report saying the car had been stolen. Yeah. All because he tried to extend it. And, but Hertz had charged him nearly $4,000 for the full rental. So yeah. they got their money. They still charged him. <laughs> they still charged him the money. And you got it. So you can't tell me... Um, like what, what, what are you charging me with if you're still getting the full money for the rental? Right. It's like, I, I understand that somebody's being shady or they used I a paid, stolen car. Like I, I paid, paid for it. I paid for my rental, right. Yeah. Like I would, and that's what happened. He ended up taking the plea deal, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. But he was able to later get the charge um, dropped by Hertz. They said, we're not, like you said, they, they weren't going to try to char charge him anymore. Or when he tried to... Um, Get this office record, and they said, "Hey, we're gonna drop the charge." The case was pretty much dismissed, and you really don't see that after, especially after you take a plea deal to try to get this case, because um, you're tired of having to deal with everything. Right, and it's expensive to go to court. Yes. Even if you're the person that's in the right, you still have to hire a lawyer, and you have to hire somebody that understands like the intricacies of corporate law and all those types of things. And so, I'm really happy to hear that. The federal government and, you know, people as high up as senators are aware of this problem and they're making it more widely known because I think now that people are aware that this is a common practice for Hertz, they may feel a little bit more empowered to have a voice against what Hertz is doing. Because I mean, I'm sure these people all thought that this was just like a thing, a thing that was happening to just them. They didn't understand that Hertz was doing this to thousands of people across the country. Mm -hmm. So now they have the power and the backing of the federal government behind them to say, no, 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 you can't do this to to, to people who pay. They rent the car. They pay for the car. You can't take them to jail because yeah. like, they you, kept the car over. Yeah, it's like, so you're still charging their credit card. Like, I mean, yeah, we're still charging. Mm -hmm. Then what crime are they committing? What crime do you think? And, and if you ended up charging them $4,000 and it turns out, hey, I had turned the car in on time. It was a mistake on your half. Then, hey, it's gone. Yeah. Well, it, the, the car went missing because you dropped it off somewhere and we don't know what happened to the car. Okay. But I have proof that I dropped the car off. Yes. So that's your problem now. You can't put me in jail because of that. No. So I feel really sorry for these people. It's really kind of scary because, I mean, you could rent and you don't know if you have a warrant. Anything could be happening. The fact that the car the car company doesn't attempt to contact you and communicate with you when they think the car is stolen, they just immediately call the police. That, to me, is just such a really bad customer service practice. And I hope this like publicity and this blowback forces Hertz to do the right thing. Mm -hmm. You know, if, if I could see one thing in terms of you calling someone for three weeks about an overdue car and they don't respond... But for somebody to drive off the lot and by the time they get home, they already have a warrant out for their arrest. I just feel like there's a failure somewhere. Yeah, there's we didn't. A failure somewhere. <laughs> you know? We didn't even try to resolve this, guys. This is right. this is just a misunderstanding. Let's let's attempt to resolve the issue before you get law enforcement involved. Because a lot of times, yeah, I'm not saying every time, but a lot of times it can be resolved peacefully, and this doesn't need to happen. Yeah, we have a couple trips coming up in the next in the next like few weeks, and I'm like, dang, I need to go back and make sure we don't have any rentals with Hertz because I'm not playing with them. Well, I'm a I'm a take, <laughs> I'm gonna take a picture of the place and yeah. us putting the car back. Yeah, I have a video in of us returning <laughs> the car, like which return right? <laughs> like what's your employee ID number? <laughs> I'm gonna bring the key in. I'm like, I heard y'all trying to put warrants on people, not turning cars in. I just wanna, you got me? Can mm -hmm. we get confirmation, please? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but um. Um, yeah, um, Buddha hurts, 
and boo to the people that decide to put take warrants out on these innocent people. Yeah, don't, I just ugh, I just hate when they these companies use their powers to just ruin innocent people's lives. Like that is just so cruel and greedy and mean you just you don't need to spend your money just going after people for stuff like this like i understand i'm sure they have to charge people and sue people all the time for stealing cars take you know renting a car and never bringing it back i'm sure you do but these innocent people they don't deserve that no not at all not in the least um but do you do you have something the journey of reddit for us today as we transition i I have a wrap-up with Reddit. Let's wrap it up it's with Reddit. Quickie. Y'all wrap it up. This is in um, the subreddit Marriage. Ooh, I, I'm in one of those. And this is this is <laughs> such a weird story. Um, ready? I'm ready. It's a vet post. Husband shames me whenever I poop. <gasps> um, but sorry, I don't know the best way to say it. But pretty much my husband and I have been married for five years. And he still feels the need to comment whenever he catches me pooping in our bathroom. Okay. I'm so sick of it. No matter what I do, whether it's using air freshener, cracking the window, using uh, the other bathroom in the house, he notices. And he always has to make some comment about it being gross and unattractive. It's gotten to the point where I avoid pooping in my own house. I try my try my best to use the bathroom at work, but obviously I can't always do that. Tonight, I had some indigestion, which doesn't often happen, but I dread it. Not because it's painful, but because my husband is so rude about it. I don't know what to do. I told him he's hurtful and that it's his problem that he, for some reason, can't deal with his wife having a normal functioning body. Whenever I walk to the bathroom, he asks if I'm going going to have a number two. I've started just saying yes every time, and he says gross. But tonight, when I legitimately felt sick, I couldn't deal with it. I know he really means it. He's not just trying to be funny. I just needed to rant. Wow. Maybe you need to not be involved with a human being <laughs> as a husband. like Because he doesn't like that humans have natural bowel movements. I, I hate to make assumptions. But I'm going to make one. Okay. I think this this person is one of those people who cannot deal with the fact that women are people and have bodies in the same way that men do and do things that aren't dainty and sexy and quote unquote feminine. And it's like, I'm sorry, but women fart. Women produce gas. Women poop. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, what... If you if you have a body that doesn't digest food and process it through and excrete it, you have a health problem. Human bodies do that. So being pooping every day is a healthy thing. Yeah, I want my partner pooping <laughs> regularly because it. I mean, it means you're healthy. Not to say you can't be healthy if you don't poop or you need a colostomy bag or something. But yeah. that's a whole different medical condition. I would prefer them not having that medical condition. But if it, if they if they if needed it, then that's something else. But why would you want your partner to? That means you want them to have a medical condition to mean that you find them unattractive that they do a normal bodily function. Yeah, and I I mean I feel like as a woman you should be able to fart and poop in your home. And I'm not I mean I understand that some people feel weird about like you ripping loud farts in front of them or whatever. Even that I would say to a certain extent like get get over it. I understand that you may not like like bad smelling farts or you don't want to walk in the bathroom behind somebody and smell like, you know, oh, geez, open a window. I totally understand that. But to be every time this woman gets up to go to the bathroom, oh, my God, are you about to go poop? <laughs> are you about to go do number two? Like that is just that's so anxiety inducing for people. And in the same way, you like create issues for toddlers and, and potty training kids when you make everything about the bathroom that's so stressful on a person to know they have to fear having to poop because you were going to make them feel bad about it. That is just so messed up. Literally, my husband's going to love me less because I have to poop. Like that's that's what that's the environment you're creating. I uh, I don't know. I just don't find attractive. No, man, you you're the problem. You really the problem right now. Yeah, and I'm sorry, but you get to go in the bathroom comfortably and sit there and do your business. But this woman can't go in the bathroom, and maybe. If you feel uncomfortable about pooping, you need to go to a therapist because everybody poops. 
we all need to be able to get the waste out of our body. Mm. And if her body is doing something, you need to ask yourself more so why you don't like it than why she shouldn't be able to do it. Because what is what's the alternative? What what do you think she should do? Because if you don't, the only way you cannot poop is to not eat. And then you starve to death. So what else should she do? Why should this woman have to only poop at work so you don't have to think about the fact that she, she goes... She poops. Mm-hmm. How 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 could she make you more comfortable? Because that's what you really want. Like, and, and just like, well, I don't mean it like that, but that's what literally what you're saying. And it's yeah, it's literally not a joke. <laughs> it's not funny. I mean, I think as an adult, at a certain point, yes, everybody is going to poop. Stop doing that to people. Stop making people feel bad about having to go to the bathroom. Maybe. I don't under. I hate adults who do that to other people. Maybe he needs that um that children's book. Everybody poops. Everybody didn't read that growing up, and I, I see, I see they, they, they probably needed to. People like that to me are so annoying because it's like when you when you shame people for doing things like having poop, having gas, you know, whatever it is, having an upset stomach, having burping, having sweating. And not a lot of people like that. Like, oh my god, you're so sweaty. These things are functions we can't control over our bodies. So, like, if you are a child. And you don't like to see people do things that their bodies are going to do, then that's your problem. Mm-hmm. That's not the other person's problem to have to do things to make you feel more comfortable. Like, is something really wrong with you if you want to be an adult and believe that women should not poop or that people should not sweat when they're hot or when they're stressed out or whatever? Like, I'm sorry, but you are the, the bad person yeah. in this scenario. And I feel like. I don't like to tell people to get divorced, but to me, I hope she thinks about if your husband thinks it's it's gross that you have a bowel movement once a day. Imagine what he's gonna think about your body as it changes when you are pregnant. Mm-hmm. He is gonna think you are the nastiest nasty on the planet when your stomach start getting big and you know you start gaining weight, your ankles swell. Like this is just not a person that has unconditional love in the plans for you. Or even just a, a death to us part partner. Like what yeah. happens if I get if I get in my seventies and I I do need help or I get incontinence or anything? Like are are they really going to be there for you to help take no, care of you? No, absolutely not. Oh. He can't even stand the fact that you are literally going. So you go to the bathroom and then he goes in the bathroom behind you. And was like ew, it stinks. Yes, all poop stinks. <laughs> what do you mean? She yeah. supposed to have flowers? Like what should she do tonight? You want a fart and perfume, sir? That story just blew me so much because I can't imagine you deciding to marry somebody and thinking for a one point, at some point in your marriage with this person for the rest of your life, you are not going to smell anything coming in, out of their body, off their body. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you want, your partner is going to stink. They're going to smell. They're going to fart. They're going to belch. They're going to be sick. They're going to vomit. Like, you're going to see some of everything because yeah. it's... You live with somebody, you know, like, <laughs> it's just crazy to me. People people are crazy. People are crazy. That's all. It, it, and it's, it's just a wild thing that my partner has a normal body bodily function. Yeah. And you're just, oh, you're just angry. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you don't need a partner. Maybe you can find, I mean, hopefully he finds somebody else that has that, that um, farts, farts roses and, yeah. and shits. Shit's daisies. They're going to have a bad hair day. They're going to have, you know what I mean? They're mm-hmm. going to have a booger. They're going to embarrass, they're going to trip and fall and embarrass themselves in public one day. Like, they're human beings. Mm-hmm. Spill and, drinks on themselves. Yeah, you shouldn't. Everybody, Nobody can be perfect all the time. It's, it's okay. Yeah. It's like what we talked about last week or a couple weeks ago. And we talked about just marriage and what does that mean? And I feel like. When you choose to enter into a relationship with somebody, especially when you marry them, you have to understand you are literally going to see them at their best and at their worst. And if you can't, <laughs> and I don't even want to say pooping is your worst because pooping is like a neutral thing. Everybody on the planet does it. So like, if you can't handle a person just thinking about like, I can't even think about the fact that you go number two. Like, you have that ready for marriage. I'm I go sorry. in the bathroom and I smell every time you use it. Ugh. I got to double check. To uh, make sure what? It's going to stink. It's poop. You know? <laughs> Ain't no poopies on his watch. He's like, Justin. Just sit there and hold it. Just sit there and hold it until I'm not around. Oh, my God. Please date people. More of a story. Date people you can fart in front of. I know I was, we were talking 
today we've been laughing about this TikTok we saw where this man was saying, you know, if fellas, if you really want to turn up the, the heat in your relationship, you should kiss your wife. Try kissing your wife three times a day. It's like, try. <laughs> three times. That's it. <laughs> like, you know what? I think the moral of the story is date people you like. Because mm-hmm. when you like a person, you don't mind they farts. You want to kiss them more than three times yeah. a day. You don't want to be forced to. It shouldn't feel like a chore to kiss the person that you that you date and you love and you live with. Yeah, and and the and the other part, date people who treat you how you want to be treated. And sometimes yeah. that always doesn't go with the what you said. But I mean, if the per and it it, and it does it does go with that because the person mm-hmm. doesn't treat you how you want to be treated. Do they even really like you? If you have to hold in your bowel movements. To be in a relationship with this person, that's not the relationship for you. Mm-hmm. And I'm now you might be like other folks we done read about on Reddit who you like to do other stuff inappropriately. <laughs> but we're talking about regular people. Like if you can't go in the bathroom and have a number two because your partner is so upset about you pooping, that's not your, the person for you. Well, do you have anything else for our gassy situation we have here? <laughs> no. Just let those let those poops happen, ladies. Yeah, let Poof. that gas rip. <laughs> uh, but hey, I want to say thank y'all for joining us mm-hmm. on a whole another episode. Uh, we're happy to be back, yeah. bringing you all our little fancy stories, and hopefully y'all continue listening. Stay tuned, everybody. So we have some things coming down the pipeline. If you are watching from on Epics, we have a season review coming up of that pretty soon. Mm-hmm. We have. Fresh episodes of Alternative Milk, as always, dropping a couple times a week. And, of course, we have um, new episodes of That's What Tough One coming up this summer. Yeah, yeah. So, hey, keep keep listening. Make sure you subscribe so we can pop up on your feed. And we'll catch you all next time. Goodbye.